today's scripture comes from Isaiah 1, 16 through 17, and it reads, Wash yourselves, make yourselves clean, remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes, and cease to do evil. Learn to do good, seek justice, rescue the oppressed, defend the orphan, and plead for the widow. The word of God for the people of God. Most gracious God, Lord, direct our paths right now in this place. Give us all that you have for us, Lord, that we might be better and able to serve you when we leave these doors. In Jesus' name, amen. It's funny, as I begin to read this portion of Scripture, there were a few things that jumped out at me. There were some things that simply perplexed me, but this word, learn, uh, came to me time and time and time again. I I began to try to figure out what what does it mean that, that I need to learn to do these things? What does it mean that, that, that we need to learn how to uh, uh, defend those that can't defend. What, what, what is God really saying when he says learn? As many of you know, I teach a kung fu class, and it is uh, really interesting because as, as, as uh, I, I teach these students, the, the ones that are the hardest to teach are the ones that walk in the door thinking they know everything. They're the ones that come in, they've watched all the movies, they've read all the books, they, they, they know all the moves, and they just need you to give them their black belt day one. It, it, it's, it's, it's funny because uh, my Sifu, my instructor, Grandmaster Latimer, would walk in and say, uh, it, 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 it is uh, amazing that when you're getting your white belt and your yellow belt and your green belt and your, even your brown belt, uh, the black belt is a destination that says, I know it all. And then you get your black belt and you realize you really don't know much at all. It is a, a starting point, if you will, to, to understand that all of those years that you have worked to get to black belt, you have just acquired the basic knowledge necessary to now apply what you have learned. It, it, it amazes me because even as you uh, talk about schools, the, the students that are the most difficult in class are the ones that know everything. I don't know about you, but when I was in, in college and group projects would come about, I wanted uh, that classmate that didn't know a thing, that, that, that claimed that they did not do the reading, that claimed that they couldn't uh, understand the text because I knew that together we could figure this thing out. But if I connected with that classmate that, that knew it all before they opened the book, that, that, that had all the experience, that didn't want to hear any outside input, I knew that this group project would suffer dramatically because there was nothing new to learn for them. Therefore, there was nothing new for us to present. Professors that know it all are often those professors that are hardest to write for because you can't convince them that there is ever going to be a new thing, a new way, a new perspective, and your experiences mean nothing. It, 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 in work, uh, when you go to your job, those, those, those co-workers that seem to be the most difficult to deal with are the know-it-alls. You, you see the thing? It, it, it is those people that walk in the door already convinced that there's nothing that you can lend to them, that there's nothing that they can learn, that there's nothing new that needs to happen. 
but I would argue in all of those places, there is much to learn. And in Kung Fu, I, I, I have uh, been uh, practicing Kung Fu for 10 plus years. And every time I walk into the school, there's something new for me to learn. I, I, I have several degrees and, and I have been in school longer than my wife probably likes that I've been in school. But every time I walk into a place, I, I realize that there's something new to learn. And I thirst after that knowledge. When I go to work, I have been in sales all of my professional career, but, but, but there's always something new that can be applied. And so my question is this. As Christians, are we also those that know-it-all people? As members of the church, are we convinced that, that we cannot glean anything from the Bible, that the preacher has nothing to say to us, that, that individuals in our daily life can help us to become better individuals? And the reason why I ask that question is, sometimes we know all the right things to say. We know all the rituals to take part in. We know the songs that, that cause people to feel a certain way. And we do those often, but there's no real change happening in our hearts anymore. There's no real change happening in the way that we look at how we can come to the aid of others. There's no real uh, change in the way that we process the information that is given to us. We are mature adults still trying to drink milk because we don't need meat because all we need is found right here. In this particular portion of Scripture... Judah and Jerusalem knew the rituals. They knew how to sacrifice. They knew how to do burnt offerings. They, they, they knew uh, the law of the Lord. But they were so sinful that, that even the things that they knew to do, that they perceived to do right, the Lord would not see, the Lord would not acknowledge, and the Lord would not accept. And it, it is that because uh, they, they walked in knowing it all and forgot that if you're going to do God's work, you still have to do it God's way. And so on today, as we begin to look at this scripture, I'd like to pull out a few things for us to learn. We must uh, learn, we must remember that if we are going to work, uh, if we are going to call ourselves the children of God, we can't take God for granted. We, we can't say we know the songs, we, we know the rituals, we come to church so we can do whatever we want, our actions don't matter. We, we can't say that, that, that we, 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 we have been in church all of our lives so we don't need to help others. We, we can't say that, that God forgives me so there's no need for me uh, to worry about these sinful things that, that, that are listed in the Bible. They don't apply to me. We can't say... That, that we don't have a need to fight for justice. We don't have a need to care about others. We don't have a need to love. That we can live in unforgiveness. That we can live in hatred. That we can live in the rituals even of our history. We cannot afford to stand and be conformed by this world when God is calling us uh, to be transformed by the Spirit of God and be renewed in this earth. We can't take God for granted. The second thing is we need to do things in the right spirit. A lot of times in, in other places that I've been, 
the, the, the mission department, praise God, it's not our mission department. I'm throwing it out there. I'm not throwing stones. Uh, the mission department says we're going to do that for them because they, they can't do it themselves and they're not going to get any better anyway. But, you know, it's our part to do. We're going to give it to them because, that, you know, that's what the Bible says. Now, have they done a good thing as far as providing things that, that some people that are less fortunate may not have? Absolutely. Did they do it in the right spirit? No. Was their heart in the right place? Absolutely not. Were they honoring God and what they were doing? No. And so what I want us to remember as, as we continue to be a blessing as God has blessed us is to make sure that we continue to do things in the right spirit. It's not a us versus them, for we are all children of the Most High God. It is It is not a, a I'm going to throw this at them and, and they'll be okay because they don't know any better. Well, why don't we sit down and talk and try to expand their knowledge base? Why don't we spend time and not just money? Why don't we give of our talents and, and show someone something different that might cause a change in their lives? You see, if we do things in the spirit of love, if we do things uh, truly caring for others, then we will continue to see great miraculous things happen. We will continue to see third graders get Bibles and cry in, in their fourth grade and then their fifth grade and then their sixth grade years. They are sitting at school doing their work as unto God and showing those other people in their classes something different, something that causes them to want what's in those pages. And if we uh, do things in the right spirit and in the right attitude and as unto God, we can go to our jobs and instead of frustrating everyone, they look for you to walk through the door because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And I want some of that, too. If we continue to do things in the right spirit with our heart focused on God, then, then we can literally walk into our homes and declare a thing and see that thing be walked out. If we do things as unto God in the, 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 the way that God has ordained for it to be done today, then we can expect that the scriptures that, that we read and that we recite will come to life in our lives. We know that the Lord will give you the desires of your heart because if you are focused on God, then your desires are His anyway. We, we know that the Lord will protect us on every side because we, we have faith in the fact that the Lord will not leave us nor will God forsake us. We know that if we walk in love, that God will, will envelop us in love so that even the storm can't touch us it can't change us. It can't move us because we are rooted and grounded. If we do things for God, God's way, we will find ourselves in the position that God has ordained for us to be. And in that position, there is provision, there is protection, and there is love. And lastly, we need to remember that worship is a continued work. It's not just something we do on Sundays. It's not just something we do when the doors of the church are opened. It's not just something that we do when people are around. But worship is a continuous work. The, the scripture says, true religion undefiled it is going to see about the widows. It's going to see about the orphans. It is caring for the stranger. It, it, so in, in our very actions of going to see about the widow and caring for the orphans and going to see about the stranger, we are worshiping our God. 
and, 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 and our actions of, of actually caring for others, we find ourselves in true worship of our God. God said that they will know you by your love. God said that that if you love me that you cannot see, then you should love everybody that you see every day. God said that 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 you should not only turn the other cheek but forgive 70 times 7 for the same offense if somebody comes against you. God said that if you forgive, I will forgive you. God said that he will open up the windows of heaven and pour us out a blessing that we have not room enough to receive. He is blessing us to be a blessing to others, but we must do it God's way. And so if we as the church seek to be true worshipers of the true and living God, then we must walk in love every moment of our lives. We must forgive at every turn. We must go and see about those orphans. We must care for the widows, and we must not meet strangers because we know that they are just a a, a brother from the Father. Amen. They are just a sister from the Father. We are all children of God, and if you need and I have, then we are okay. There, there is a standard that, that has to be set today, and it is a standard that we read about in the Scriptures. But in order to, to walk this thing out in the fullness that God has placed before us, we must be willing to be directed by the Spirit and learn those things that God has for our hands to do. Because the reality of it is, your walk in ministry may not look like my walk in ministry, but it is ministry just the same. Amen. The people that you may impact may not be the people that I impact, but it's impact just the same. Amen. And if we together can go ye therefore and make disciples of all people groups, of all nationalities, of all income brackets, of all people, no matter where they may be, then it is going to require us to walk in a love that is deeper than the the love that we uh, can define based on Webster's Dictionary. It is a love that is unconditional, a love that has no limits, no boundaries, a love that can only be guided by the spirit of the true and living God. And so people of God, as we endeavor to go forth in our lives, as we walk out these doors, look for opportunities where God is showing you something new. Look for opportunities where God is asking you to say something to someone that you have never said before. Look for those opportunities where God is calling you to be uncomfortable in a situation that used to be comfortable because he is asking you to give someone a hug that you've never hugged, to give an encouraging word when you don't like to speak in front of people, when, when God is asking you to, to apply the scripture even when it hurts because you don't know what they did to me, but, but God is saying that, that, that you are to love them unconditionally. Look for those opportunities where God is teaching us not just how to read the scriptures, but how to live the scriptures. Embrace this opportunity of learning as we together seek to do God's work, God's way. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.